0: Welcome to the Huffing Spirit Podcast, where we take you from the sacred to the profane, from the serious to the silly, from the outer to the inner, and from the guru back to you. Join your playful podcast guides, Alex Hindley and Natalie Dick, as they bring you back to a grounded and more authentic approach to spirituality. Today's podcast, we're going to be talking about spirituality emotional alchemy and we're going to kind of unpack and pull apart and uh untangle what that actually is from our perspective
1: it's a it is a very needed conversation very good thing to have in your toolbox yes but i'm gonna let you explain the why okay so why are we why are we talking about this
0: why are we talking about emotional alchemy because it is for me like one of the biggest things that people don't know how to actually feel their emotions, right? And if there's any nuggets or tidbits of information that anybody can get from this podcast, I think, you know, emotional alchemy is a a topic where it has a lot of gold, a lot of gold. And it's really powerful when you learn to actually sit with the whole gamut of your emotions, right? The human experience, the full spectrum, and not many of us have ever had the opportunity to do so. And this creates so much, just so many issues in people's life. And so for me, emotional alchemy is one of the, probably the, one of the most important things in personally in my life and in my practice. So that's my why. How about you?
1: As I'm trying to learn and understand, one thing I've learned from class in the last few years was that emotions are a great uh, indicator where your energy might be blocked. Mm-hmm. But also, and this isn't my idea. Um, I stole it from some Irish guy talking about Carl Jung, really cool podcast. And he was saying that your emotions are kind of like like your job is to be Zeus on Mount Olympus. And there's all these emotions talking to you, and all those emotions are the different pantheon of gods. Okay. And Aries is always talking about war, right? And Aphrodite's always talking about like love and so they're so characters, they're characters. And when these Getting emotions story. are talking to you, they're actually trying to get you to integrate higher levels of energy, higher levels of understanding yourself. They're mm-hmm. trying to get you to the next level, right? So that's
0: interesting. I've never really looked at it like that.
1: So if Aries is in your ear, Aries is saying, but can go to war. Let's kill this person. What Aries is really telling you is you should probably draw better boundaries. The reason why you're pissed off is because this person encroached on your perceived space.
0: Ah, okay, yes. So, yeah, in that way, yeah, emotions are kind of the the radar for certain levels of safety within your life, like whether you are safe or not. And I mean, detection of safety is a is a, a nervous system thing. But yeah, our emotions. I mean, for me, when I think about allowing ourselves to feel emotions, these are like the body's cues, and you can talk about the emotional body because that's where, I mean, emotions are in the body, they're energy in motion, it's like stuck or expressed or in movement, right? So, you know, when we allow ourselves to be in contact with this, you know, dynamic part of ourselves, it has so much information about um, what's going on internally and then what's going on externally. Like you said, like if somebody's crossing our boundary and we're like agitated, well, of course you're gonna be agitated, right? That's like overstepping a boundary means you're not safe in some way. But what I think emotional alchemy to me is, um, let's actually like go to what alchemy is and then we'll kind of get into what emotional alchemy because alchemy is, one of these very woo woo words that i think people they think it's like magic and while it is it's it's got some very like fundamental basic properties to it
1: yeah and and then you can get um almost down like a historical conspiracy theory of like famous alchemists you know and alchemy is the idea of transmuting one thing to another and what the the people were really trying to pursue was Transmission, transmission of lead to gold is what right. like I would certain, be in the
0: the material the physical yes role. yeah
1: but it's actually like a an esoteric thing of saying that there are things within your life that you can be using as catalysts from going from here to there yes and that's so what so well, i've been i've been the way that i was understanding it was that like it is part of that yes but it's also like a red herring to throw people off, to throw people off from like the true inner work of what you're doing.
0: Ah, So to me, alchemy, yes. in in the physical kind of form, I, I think that, you know, moving lead to gold is a, a perfect kind of metaphor. If you energetically look at maybe what alchemy is, it's, it's allowing something to, to move and transform, like you said. And so for me, when I when I think about emotional alchemy, it's like actually feeling your emotions because most of us aren't, I would say the majority of people don't know how to feel their emotions. They may be caught blindsided in this very kind of reactive state. Like Most people feel react reactively, right? And so emotional alchemy to me is when you are consciously allowing yourself to feel feel the full spectrum of all your human emotions right so going back to when you were a kid were you allowed to be angry
1: i i was thinking about this the other day no i was not yeah because there was somebody in the house that was allowed to be angry who my dad you know but like he was he was allowed his temper right and that was like embarrassing for all of us so you could never and and like my parents did an amazing job and they also worked with like the tools that they had. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a different, here's the thing. We're not blaming parents for this. This is a a complete parental paradigm shift that's happening. Like what, what you grew up with and what I grew up with, we weren't allowed to be angry. We weren't allowed to express frustration. That was typically you should be seen and not
1: heard. Well, and, and they didn't have the tool. They didn't have the understanding and they didn't have the tools Exactly. Where, you know, you were telling me about this with your son the other day that like George was having a fit and you were just like, okay, cool. Get it all out. Get it all out. You can't hit me. You can't hurt me, but like get it all out. yeah Right. And allowing them to have that space to do it. That experience, that expression. Yeah. A hundred percent. And
0: we have to, we have to make sure that the parenting, we can't blame parents for um, they didn't know, like our parents didn't have access to the information. They didn't know it was, you know, they see, these are parenting paradigms that have gotten better and better and more conscious. But yeah, when we were kids, you know, when I, when I think of my son, George throwing a meltdown, because for God knows what, whatever reason he was going through a transition, having some explosive moment, because kids can't rationally think they don't, they that.
1: don't have that part of that brain development
0: no they don't have that cerebral cortex to actually have to formulate like logic they don't have logic they are incapable of logic our parents didn't know that so kids only have feeling that's it they only have feeling so feeling is all these emotions that are being expressed through the body and to me um the way that I, I try to parent and trust me, it's hard because we're we're in the middle of shifting, you know parenting paradigms. But when George throws a fit, I let him fully explode. I don't let him like, you know, trash my apartment or like do dangerous things, but I try to acknowledge him when he's having a very big explosive moment because to me, that's a stuck, that's an energy that needs to come out. And if it doesn't come out, it's gonna be repressed, which we know that repressed emotions lead to dis-ease later on. It leads to a whole bunch of character adaptations and blah, 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 blah. So emotional alchemy, when we when you've never been taught how to feel emotions, that that's really hard for most people. It's even it's really hard for me sometimes. And this is stuff that I'm in it and I practice and I teach but to to feel something in your body is like a
1: foreign language so where do you think that would you would you call it repression where do you think that repression comes from and where do you think we go from here
0: so i think that repression is the the stuff that happened to us in the past we weren't a label weren't allowed to express suppression is the pattern it's the consistent pattern of us Like if you got angry, like if you got, say you're driving down the street and somebody cut you off and you were just like, I'm going to lose it right now. I'm going to like blow up and explode on that guy. But you have somebody in the car, right? You're in that moment. You're suppressing that anger, right? It's the feeling in your body. Mm -hmm. So, and what that, what that creates is like kind of like stress. No, what I'm not saying is that you get out of your car and like go blow up on the guy down the street that's not what i'm saying but that, that's kind of like when you are in this constant state of not allowing yourself to feel anger not a, you know what i mean some people have never felt anger like have you ever run into those people
1: yeah 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 so
0: what is what are they like
1: it's it's also not an attractive like we're told not to be angry right yeah and if you see somebody angry you know we don't go oh they're just they're
0: they're having a regulated ha- moment.
1: <laughs> They're having a dysregulated moment. Yeah. They, we don't say that at all. We're like, look at this crazy person. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, this person's a X, Y, Z. XYZ. Um oh, loose Like, yeah. Totally. Totally. And especially, especially in the work environment. Right. Oh, and yeah. there is a lot of like unconscious traumatizing that's happening just in the work base. You know, like there's, there's people that are like quote unquote attacking you mm-hmm. and you have to defend yourself in a very polite political manner and your inner side, you're you're just like, I want to rip this dude's throat out. Yes, Like you did this and you copied somebody on an email trying to make me look like an ass because you didn't want to read that previous thing. Yeah, And and so like on a historical side, like where do you think, like peeling this back, do you see this related to the evolution of humans?
0: Yes. So I do because I think emotional alchemy is not it's not done through rational thinking right this is done through the heart right Mm. like it's done through um like feeling and i always say like feeling is this kind of conscious interpretation of emotions emotions are like those biochemical processes in the body that are you know within movement that create um different Hormones to interact, like if you go to Candace D. Purton's book.
1: Molecules <laughs> of emotion.
0: Molecules of emotion. It's like it, the these patterns of emotions are stuck in the body, right? And then we have this like kind of chemical reaction, and then we feel something, and that's our interpretation, right? Like it's our um, experience, right? So most people haven't made the connection that they have feelings in the body, they blame it on an external part of the world that, oh, that guy's an asshole, or this is happening to me. And and for some people, traumatic events do happen, right? But I would say the majority of people who have very big, like maybe emotional outbursts, and they're not consciously aware that they're having them, those are the ones that would probably not connect that right mm. like they're unconsciously losing their shit right and and we've done that we've like i've done that where i've lost my shit on somebody and then i'm like whoa i was really out of line so that type of emotional expression i'm not a big fan of because i feel i feel like that's like react reactive like being reactive to situations where i'm talking about emotional re- alchemy is when you know you feel something right? Obviously, you're not going to do it in public unless it's, you know, valid, like there's a valid reason why you should like blow up if somebody is like putting you in danger or crossing a boundary, you anger is obviously the first emotion that's going to come up that you're going to express. But for those people who are mostly repressed, like walking around, totally repressed, I've never got to experience their anger, feeling it in a way that's in a safe container for yourself, whether it's in session with somebody or learning how to do that, that is emotional alchemy when you're actually doing it in a conscious way, when you're allowing yourself to engage in some of these like repressed emotions that have never had like that outlet, right? That for me is when, that's a very transformative process when you can get in touch with like, deep anger or deep rage that has been repressed for a long time what that does to the energy system it just frees up so much space and then what's under a lot of that heaviness is the joy and the bliss and all that stuff that you we seek to feel like the happiness but we can't access that because it's like yeah
1: that's you've, you've armored you'd armored to protect yeah,
0: you. you've armored yourself to protect yourself right And
1: wasn't it it Pert that like essentially found through that book or through her studies and work that like there is no distinction between mind and body?
0: Yeah, it's all happening at the same time. It's like everything's interfacing at once when people, you know, it's the psychosomatic, right? Psyche and soma, the body, are connected. So when people, when we deal with like categories of health, and I'm gonna go over here for my mental it's all connected it's all happening at the same time so that repression has dire consequences on the body right
1: yeah and and what comes to me is as we're talking about it repression is contraction
0: yeah yeah it's like constricting it's constricting instead of expanding and it's like and again I'm I don't I don't want to make it seem like if you're mad you should go on a, a like throw an adult temper tantrum in the grocery store and start like throwing shit around. That's that's not helpful to, that can be a scary moment, right? But there are, like, think about like the, we're animals, like the primal part of us, like that rage, that wildness of what we are as human beings. We're animals, that you can't erase that. So those intense, like, feelings have they've got to have an outlet that's part of who we are
1: yeah and i would recommend um transforming trauma i think by james gordon or the gordon in the name somewhere yeah and he talks about that like you know as an animal experiences stress from being chased it always shakes it off and we do not do that as human beings we just take it on and so when you experience something traumatic and your body doesn't understand the difference between being late for a report or a yeah. meeting versus being chased by a lion trauma and stress are like the same thing in the body it doesn't it doesn't know the difference
0: yeah it's
1: so like... we should have these mechanisms and he goes through it in the book i would i would recommend everybody read it because he talks about shaking you know and you just get in touch with like shaking and gives you like exercises and breathing and ways that you can like work through or god forbid just take a pillow like yell into a pillow hit a pillow yeah
0: you know get it's it exactly. out
1: when you need to get it out
0: yeah, and these are the the somatic experiencing that um that that's how you move stuck emotions out of the body. You can't just think your way through a feeling. Like you cannot get in touch with your feelings by thinking it through. It's impossible mm. because the feeling is stuck in the body, right? The thinking is in kind of like the 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 mental space, right? So, and I, that's what I will say is one of the most challenging things for like in my practice of what I see people is that when I say, what do you feel in your body? Is there a physical sensation? Is there an emotion that comes up? That link is not there because they're mm. thinking about it. They're thinking they've completely lost the, the connection to the feeling body. Right. And so that's the part of emotional alchemy is like bringing it into the body, which is, you know, the, and and through the heart which is through like the the that safe container right
1: so is there is there a process that you should be doing before you're bringing it into the heart like you know a lot of things we do in energy work you're emptying beforehand so you're talking like if you're talking anger and bringing that into the heart is there anything you need to be doing to like protect yourself internally energetically
0: Well, I think like, what do you mean? Like protecting like. like
1: Well, you know, like like what's coming to me is that when you're facilitating for a person or people, you need to be holding a container Mm -hmm. and you need to have like a certain protection there that you're setting, set and setting, obviously very important. And we're talking about processing emotions, but you're also talking about like bringing certain emotional components into the heart. You know, like Mm -hmm. I think of the heart as like love. You know, what yeah. like does something happen to the heart when you're bringing anger into it, or is it just like because this is the heart chakra, you're like love is transmuting?
0: Yeah, that that right there. Is okay. What I feel is emotional alchemy. It's because you're bringing it in, into you're bringing the emotion of like say anger or rage, but you're bringing it into a container of self compassion because that when you think of the full spectrum of who you are, you. Have all these like dark, hidden parts of yourself, these like we I mean we can go into shadow work, but like these are the repressed feelings, like the frustrated temper tantrum. I want to go wild and like I have those feelings like when i get when I get triggered, like I'll, I'll fully admit yesterday, a practice for me is when when I have Massive agitation in my body and I'm just like It's it's the state in my nervous system where I am like in sympathetic activation, right? I'm agitated I want to like mobilize. I probably want to punch something. This is so this, so
1: where do you where do you feel that in your body? Or is this is different gonna, to
0: yeah, feel? it's and this is subjective for people, right? Like this is going to be subjective but there are patterns of where this kind of like lands in the body, but typically it's going to be Upper body, right? It could it could be lower body for somebody, but for me, I feel it all up in my shoulders and my neck. My jaw gets tight. It is the the activation of my nervous system where I'm like, it's fucking go time, right? And this is a feeling in my body that I need to hit something. And, and, and what it is essentially are stress hormones being activated within your body. My dog's barking. Can you hear my dog? And, one second so the stretch in
1: in her spare time natalie has an underground dog fighting facility Um,
0: there we go okay we're back to recording (laughs) let's cut that out where were we
1: uh dog fighting (laughs) (laughs) you were talking about transmuting it through the heart
0: oh i was saying like you you know when you're you're activated, if you don't, if you are unaware that you're activated, that you're agitated, right. And you will just unconsciously project that onto somebody else, right. That's when you can take responsibility for your feelings. And you're just like, oh my God, I'm agitated. And yesterday I, I felt so overwhelmed. I took a pillow and I smashed my bed, right. And I had these somatic, um, uh, experiencing techniques where I like push on the floor and I scream and I let those stress hormones out because I'm in the safety of actually experiencing it, right? I'm Mm -hmm. allowing myself to feel it and move through it in a room where there's nobody there, right? Where I'm allowing it to be there, right?
1: And I have a, I found a, one of those like battle ropes for the gym. I found one for like 30, 40 bucks last year. And I finally found a place for it. And I, I, you know, we were talking earlier before the episode started, like there, there might be some stuff going on cosmically. That's kind of having, oh, a, there's definitely. <laughs> so I have this moment and I'm like feeling like I want to throw my kid and he's not doing anything. I'm just like, Oh, and he stands like away from me. And I just take this rope and I'm just like, bah, 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 you know, like just going like a crazy person and yeah. you do it three or four times and you're like, I'm pretty good. I got
0: it all out. Boom. That's emotional alchemy. You're moving and transmit. you're taking a stuck and repressed energy and you're moving it out of your body so that your body can like therefore expand. And and how do you feel after that?
1: It's good. It's out like the channel's clear. There you go. Yeah, that's like, go ahead. Would would you say a laughter is another form of spiritual alchemy?
0: Yeah, for sure. You mean, emotional alchemy or spiritual?
1: Oh, well, yeah, I actually think it's both.
0: Yeah, laughter is an emotion for sure. But I'm, I'm talking about like, here's where, I mean, nobody runs away from feeling happy. Nobody, I mean, we can create um, adaptive personas that don't allow us to, um, you know, think that we're not worthy of being happy, right? Like, we can kind of sabotage ourselves. But like, for the most part, humans are seeking bliss and Tranquility and passion and joy and all of these kind of quote unquote positive things like those are those are things that and when you feel them, where do you feel it usually in your body? Probably
1: happiness. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah
0: like the kind of the good the good feelings, right? We feel it typically in the heart area.
1: Yeah, you're not like oh my head is.
0: You're not like clenching your jaw, ready to like snap on somebody. Yeah. Right. It's it's typically in this area. So
1: well and, go, and I think that's why like the heart chakra is so important because you're yeah. seven main chakras. You got three down here for earth and you got three for the heavens, and you are that is the, the intersection a, between heaven and earth.
0: That and for me, like when I think of alchemy, it's like taking all parts of you that you don't want to experience and moving it through the heart space so it is safe because the heart holds like source energy, which is like infinite love. And if there's infinite love in the heart space, it can hold anything. It doesn't mean that you, it's like, it's like softening and allowing these intense feelings that we never got to feel. And it's, you know, once it moves through, it's that softening. It's like, okay. I, you're allowed to be angry. I'm going to allow you, I'm going to hold you. I'm going to love you through your angry moment. It's like loving yourself through
1: anger, right? Well, and I think that's the other part, right? We're not taught how to love ourselves. We're not taught how to accept ourselves where we are. And you're like, oh, I I love, you know, I I can't remember. This is not my original thought, but somebody says, like, when you say all the things that you love in your life, do you ever say yourself first? I love my dog. I love my kid. I love this. I love that. But nobody goes, I love me.
0: Which is, that's kind of fundamentally who you should love the most first, right?
1: Agreed. But we don't. We're just. No.
0: But wouldn't it, wouldn't it also be like absolutely incredible if we walked around and we saw people actually authentically expressing what they feel? Like, I'm really angry. It doesn't mean you're attacking and throwing a fit. This is where it gets out of control. But if somebody said, I'm really angry right now, I'm having an experience, and people would be like, okay. And they're not triggered by it, but they're like, okay, you're having an experience. What's going on? And like, actually empathetically letting somebody have that experience for a moment. Like can you imagine what like what would the world be like if we just like allowed people to express that feeling? Like yeah. And then people are like, oh okay I'm done. It's like because we're so we're so like trained to conform to being like the good girl or the good boy. And we don't, you know, then we have to chase around people to be accepted, because I mean, this opens up a whole host of issues. Of if, if you're not expressing authentically what you're feeling, then you're not accepted.
1: Well, yeah, but you also there's a biological mechanism where you're trying to be, you're trying to blend in. You're not trying yeah. to ruffle feathers. You're trying to, to protect yourself. You know, 100%. and you know you're you're fighting the biological instinct mm. from millions of years before you. You know, yeah. of society coming from like everybody has specific roles that they have to do and you can't you have to kind of be a cog because mm-hmm. we're all tribal and we're all working together.
0: Yes. However, okay, so let maybe maybe not adults, but what if we just let
1: children have their full
0: emotional? Experience? Do you think that those children, if given the opportunity to express themselves with boundaries, not giving in to everything that they do, do you think they would grow up actually feeling more authentic? Like mm-hmm. Can you imagine a world where, if if you were allowed as as a kid to to throw the temper tantrum, to to be angry or to be pissed off at mom because she hurt you and express that without getting in trouble? Like, I think that that would change the way that people people hold so many patterns in their body, right? Because they never got to express that, and it's like it creates that armoring.
1: Well, I think you're you're on a good start with your kid, and I'm trying to. model that we're not perfect (laughs) no 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 we're not we're not um no but it's it's we're all being called to kind of integrate and transcend in our own ways yeah transcend and include and you know it's especially being a parent it like infinitely increases your training opportunities
0: oh my gosh it's so hard (laughs) It is the hardest job in the world. <laughs>
1: There's like there are legit days that you're just like, am I ever going to feel like I'm fucking doing this right? Like Oh
0: god, yeah. There's days where you're just like at the it's it's, it's usually after after they fall asleep, you're just like, it was a fucking trip, man. Like it's tough. Yeah. So, but I So, actually, so
1: if you want to practice emo- emotional alchemy, don't wear a rubber fucking have a kid. And you know, have all of your foibles thrown in your face, so you can you can train more.
0: Yeah, but like, can you imagine like if if you were just say, okay. oh, and I'm
1: sorry, I shouldn't have classified only having kids for people that like adopt and yeah. take you know take care of sort of a very important purpose as well.
0: Of course, of course, or like parents of like mothering or fathering of other things. So, yeah. can you imagine if I have to put that in there? Um
1: <laughs> I'm plant dad, and I was offended. they didn't reference <laughs> it. It's infinitely as difficult to take care of this goddamn plant I as have it a, is a small I child. Just,
0: I just threw three plants out. like I am a failed plant mom, failed plant mom. I am yeah, I'm so excited about that. So I bought three new ones. Fingers crossed, they live. Um, but could you imagine if like even, and this is where I think, humanity is going or where it needs to go, right? The more conscious we become, which means we're more empathetic, the more in, in our heart space that we are. It means that we can hold more perspective, hold more love, which is like infinite. If, you, if, if we're walking down the street and we see somebody just throwing a fit, right, just throwing a fit, if we're reactive to that fit or if we are just empathetically watching them just saying like wow they're having like a dysregulated experience like they're having a really tough time do you think that person that's greeted with empathy versus reactivity what's going to what's going to diffuse that person
1: well you're you're if you're doing said approach, you're approaching to their most advanced part of their brain, as opposed to the reactionary part, which is the most
0: Yeah. The,
1: simple primitive part. The
0: most primitive part of their nervous system and their brain yeah. brainstem. Yeah.
1: So does um I don't want to go too far off on a tangent. Does yeah. any of this tie into like polyvagal theory at all?
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Very much because it's it's nervous system dysregulation, right? This is Want me to go into it?
1: Sure. Well, although like one of my roommates is not napping, so
0: oh, okay. Well, we could leave that whole polyvagal theory. I mean, polyvagal theory is wonderful. Um, It's not everything because it's it's working with the physiology of our nervous system and its activation, right? We can get activated, and it goes into three different states, right? And it's, it's fluidly moving through these states. But our emotions. And allowing ourselves to feel is an important part, right? And polyvagal theory is is working a lot with um, I would say just the physiology, but like working somatically to like breathe through things. But we still have the emotions, and we still have to feel them, right? It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, those two combined are important.
1: Well, it's so. it's there's a lot of uh, resonance in what you're saying for me, but also that forgiveness shot uh, seminar that I was in the other week and. Mm-hmm. We were talking about spiritual bypassing and it's very easy to just be like oh yeah i let it go i let it go and i'm good and as as dan moore was saying like if you're not feeling it if you're not learning it you're not getting the gold from it then you're just kind of bypassing it and you you have to allow yourself to feel it It, you know you have to practice it as well it's not like something you're just like oh i know how to forgive like i can do pull-ups really well now but it took me months on months of just like being able to get able to do one, and I'm like, okay, now I can do five. Oh, now I can I, do, I tried to
0: crawl, crawl across the monkey bars with George yesterday, and I did two. I almost ripped my arm out of its socket. Hey, <laughs> like, wait. holy shit,
1: this is hard. <laughs> people like, oh, you want to do like, would you ever do American Ninja Warriors? Like, i have rip my fucking shoulder out of the socket, <laughs> i almost I'd fall to my, my neck on the way I down. That that one,
0: one swing, I was like, oh my god, my shoulder. It's like, I it felt like my armpit kind of pop out, but. Um, yeah, I think like the, the majority, I will say this again, majority of people that I see in my practice, the toughest thing they have to learn is to, to feel, because they're just Mm. like, I'm going to think it through. And I'm like, no, 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 you got to feel it. And feeling is in the body and it's like moving it through the heart space and allowing yourself to experience like this full spectrum of emotions, right? That to me is, um, what emotional alchemy is. And it's really Important, so important for your healing practice.
1: Well, and and if you have trouble holding yourself there, you know, I would recommend like almost in view in viewing yourself as a small child, and as you're experiencing mm-hmm. that as a small child, like hugging yourself, getting that hug yeah. that you wanted to receive.
0: Yeah, that's like a, a a model of therapy that's called like reparenting. You're working with your like inner child, and then maybe you didn't get your needs met as a kid, and having You know, your adult self now come in to kind of reparent and hold space for that version. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can do it. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of repression that that I see that contributes to so many psychological issues, physiological issues. Like it's just it really, really screws up the energy
1: system. Mm. Well and and I mean there's a lot of reasons why we're we're not taught to feel.
0: Yeah, cuz it's uncomfortable. People don't want to feel uncomfortable. That's why there's like scrolling and I'm going to numb myself. That's why addictions come into play and all sorts of things. I mean, that's a whole thing. It's like feeling I think is like one of the yeah, one of the most important things. As soon as you start to learn how to feel yourself and um, the emotions that reside within your body that's like one of the, the fastest ways to start feeling the authenticity of yourself and like releasing so much stored shit that's blocking your your field from expanding right
1: well and i, I also think it's important to note that as you alchemize yourself you get to new levels it, it doesn't mean that you're ever done integrating your shadow and again shadow is not necessarily negative you you as you expand your light you expand your shadow as well so you're gonna have more work it's not a thing that you're like oh i can feel more and now it's good it's just
0: you know what you get comfortable with you just get comfortable with your own discomfort it's Mm -hmm. like oh i'm actually comfortable with this despair i'm gonna let myself feel despair and cry my eyes out and then you move through it that like the tears are like the actual alchemy right like it's It's transforming something that you're resisting so badly. And then you just get comfortable with it doesn't mean you're in a depression. Depression is not allowing yourself to feel it. Right. But when you can allow yourself to feel it and be like, "Okay, yeah, that's done. Moving on next.
1: Right. So so most people are barely able to feel, you know, like on the baby step of the spectrum, we're looking for people to begin to start feeling. But in terms of like, you know, becoming an emotional alchemist. What what does that look like when you go from like that spectrum?
0: I think first starting, I would start with a body scan, like start scanning your body and for physical sensations and feelings, like physical sensations or feelings, right? So you can say, okay, I'm sitting on the chair, my butt, I can feel my butt on the chair. And then the next feeling is, oh, I have this like sharp ache in my collarbone. Oh, yeah, that's there. Okay. And then... Actually sitting with your body and closing your eyes and being like, okay, what emotions am I feeling in my body? And just kind of mo- scanning your body and seeing what emotions are there. That's a really powerful, I would say that's probably sometimes for some people a more powerful practice of actually like scanning your body and feeling versus sitting there and meditating because you're going to float away. Hmm. Yeah. So do so, so
1: spiritual alchemist then. Like we're talking, somebody who's like achieve this. What are the benefits? What do you notice? You know, or when do you when do you become enlightened, and when do you get your cloud on? Sort of- oh,
0: Enlightenment. That's like I feel like I almost I almost hate that word.
1: <laughs> there's so many words. There's so many wonderful words that have just. Guess what,
0: guys? I've been enli- I've I've been enlightened. I've hit the top level of humanity. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um. <laughs> so. What are the benefits of feeling? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're connecting to the parts of yourself that have been repressed, so you're going to free up parts of your energy system so you can actually like expand and feel yourself. Sometimes sometimes if it's too much, like going into the body can be very overwhelming especially if you've had if you have trauma, work with somebody. This this is a big reason why a lot of people don't feel is because they do have trauma they don't want to it's like they can't go in the body they can't feel it's like a, it's safer to be neck up disassociative so I think finding somebody who can guide you through that is really important to help you feel because if you can't do it on your own and it's too dangerous then don't do it alone
1: but shout out to our find a teacher episode
0: yeah yeah find somebody who can guide you through that um but it's it's like a gold mine. Like this body, is, I feel like it's a gold mine. It's like there's so many hidden nuggets of information, and that's that comes through the, your emotions. Where this is how we experience being human. It's like all the all the sensations and all of the feelings. Like I don't even know if the English language or any language, that, for that matter, that can actually describe all of emotions and feelings. Right, that's came here. We incarnated in our human body to feel, to experience. Right, and that's like pleasure and like all these beautiful emotions. Right, so that's the benefit. I think you just get you just get better at feeling and get deeper into the pleasure parts of your body mm-hmm. and yeah, everything.
1: Well, and I think like there's um, uh you get better in touch with a more meaningful life.
0: Yeah, I mean, life is to be experienced and to be felt. Right. If you can't feel like the all the parts of yourself, like you're only accessing a smidge of who you are. Smidget. A smidge.
1: Right. Yeah. And and I think it was Plato or Socrates. Like the answers are all within you.
0: Yeah, that's what and, this whole podcast you- is about. It's like go do your work. Like literally, everything is here inside of you. It's like sorting through and allowing yourself to to feel and move through that. That's like
1: only only you can do the, you work.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So homework, we're due to talk about our homework from the last two episodes as well. So we'll do that the next episode. Uh, what would you say the homework is? Body scans, body scans,
0: body scans. So So take,
1: take four or five minutes, you know,
0: four or five minutes a day. This will, I would say that this is more, um, More powerful than meditation for some people who can't sit in meditation because they drift off or they get distracted. It's because you're not connected to your body and what you're feeling. So sit with your body, close your eyes, go from the top of your head and start with physical sensations. What do I physically feel? And then after that, go through your body, start from your head all the way down and go with emotions. Like what do I emotionally feel? And it's that's kind of like the languaging of your body through
1: your emotions. I am excited to do this. I have not been... it's really powerful. I love
0: this. This like literally shocks people when they do it. They're like, Oh, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. So I, I've, I've, I kind of do a scan every day. I'm like, Oh, my neck's tighter. You know, my shoulder's not, so I'm excited to do it. Okay. What's, what's going on here?
0: Oh, I was going to say, so next time you do a scan and your shoulders are tight, right? This is, this is how your body speaks to you. It's like, The way that your body is like, hey, I got information. It's like how you get sick. It's like, you know when people get sick? It's the way that the body is like, something's going wrong here. Something's been going wrong for a long time. That's the language of the body, right? So it's like the body speaking to you. So the next time you close your eyes and you have that pain in your neck, acknowledge that pain in your neck and say, okay, yeah, it feels tense. And then see if that tension kind of dissipates a little bit. And if it dissipates, you may notice like an emotion underneath that, right? What's the emotion? Acknowledge the emotion. And then you start listening to this like fantastic story. Your body's
1: telling you. So so the homework homework? is a body scan for five minutes. Preferably try to like sit somewhere where you're not distracted. Mm -hmm. Um, Head to your toes. You're scanning for physical sensation.
0: And then emotional feeling. Okay. And watch. It's one of the hardest things. People are like, I don't know what I'm feeling. They think. Feel, feel,
1: and it's okay to not have a word for it.
0: Yeah, it can come up in a it, it, like use that. You know, use your imagination. Maybe it comes up as an image, a symbol, a color, all that stuff. Okay, so we'll see you next time.
1: Yes, thank you, thank you for everybody for listening. Uh, have fun, do the homework, and then this is this is gold here, and it's you're your own gold mine. I love it.
0: Yeah. I love it. Okay. Emotional alchemy. Go get it. Do the body scans. We'll see you next time. Hasta luego. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Huffing Spirit Podcast. Remember, you are your own teacher. Take what resonates and leave the rest. For more info, follow us on Instagram at Huffing Spirit Podcast and subscribe on Spotify or iTunes. Bye for now.